families are hurting and struggling. And I'm not just talking about ones that don't know God or don't go to church. I'm saying, if you're here today and you say that I've got family and everything's all together, and you don't have problems, I want to meet you after the service today. Because I want to take some notes. This world is challenging. This world brings opposition. This world brings storms. This world brings challenges like crazy. And all of a sudden, we have the most important things in the world to us that we're holding on to. And I'll tell you, I'd rather lose my house, my car, and everything else than to lose my family. And when you see them start to slip... And things start to fall apart and all of a sudden you can't sleep at night and you're tore up in your heart and you're you're, you're frustrated and everything isn't going right because you know that things aren't right at home. It gets to you. It is the deepest pain. It is the most frustrating thing. I'll tell you, when when your kids are younger, I I used to think, man, I can't wait till they get older and life gets easier. It doesn't work that way at all. I, I remember when my kids were little, I used to be paranoid about what they put in their mouth. You guys know what I'm talking about? I was, I was paranoid of finding my kid and they, they would chew on something. All of a sudden they start choking and, and you, you just go in that panic mode and you run in there and you, you're lifting them up and you're like, man, I, I, I couldn't stand to be able to see something tragic like that happen to one of my kids. I remember when Jordan was just little, it was, it was his first fever that he ever had and he was, a, he was an infant. And we put his uh, playpen thing at the end of our bed. And I was up every 30, 45 minutes with no exaggeration, checking him, thinking, looking things up on the Internet. Is this okay? You know, uh, it, it, it's, it's torture, this. It, 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 when, they, when they start to cry and you know that something's wrong, you, you run to the rescue like a, like a ninja or a paramedic or whatever. Like, I, I'm going to take care of this. I, I want to be there for them. One of the worst experiences I've ever had. We're having a wedding, so let me, let me lay this thing out for you. We have this wedding right here. Pastor Dave is here. I open the wedding. I do the opening, things like that. Then I slip off to the side, and I'm over there in that chair. Jordan, my son, is in the wedding, and he is the ring bearer, and he's standing right here, okay? And while he's lay, laying there, standing there, while he's standing there, he locks his knees, and he passes out. Pastor, uh, Pastor uh, Dave is up here at this time. And he literally turns at me like, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he looks at me and he goes, your son just passed out. Actually, do you have that? You, you got to see this, all right? So here's Pastor Dave doing this video. And you're about to see a ninja sweep in like a, like a hawk. There he, he, there he is on the steps. Now watch this ninja sweep in. I don't know what's going on. Swoop right in, rescue him, swoop him up in my arms, just like Superman or He-Man. And I run off with him off to the side of the stage, just like that. My heart is racing. I threw him over my shoulder like a sack of potatoes and ran out the side door, threw him down and all this. Something about being a dad, I've got to fix this now. I've got to be there. I've got, I've got to hold him. I've got to help him. Then they get older. And you wish it was just a, that they blew out their diaper. Those were the easy issues. If you don't know what that means, see me after the service. Because you've never... We had it. I'm not going to name the child. Going through downtown Chicago in rush hour. And you get that whiff in the car. And you're looking over and it's like, oh my goodness. No, I'm not going into the detail. Anyways, it was bad. But then they start liking girls. Then they start wanting to go out with their friends. 
Then you're interrogating their friends of how long have you had your license? <laughs> What's your driving experience? Where are you going? Who are you going to be with? Who else is giving? I mean, you're just like, I, I know this is all me, isn't it? You guys don't have these problems. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy for you guys. But it can be stressful. But let me tell you, on top of that, there's another aspect of our families that gets to us probably even more than that. I'm bothered by the fact that one out of every two marriages in America fails. I'm bothered out of the fact that that statistic is higher in church than it is in the world. You say, how is that possible? I don't believe that. You know why? Because the world has done away with marriage so that their statistics are going down because they're not even following that. I... I get bothered because I know that these are real issues and couples are facing these real issues today and they're stressed out. Marriages become something that they endure them rather than enjoy. Can I tell you guys while we're going to go through family matters for the next couple of weeks, marriage was not intended by God to endure. The, The Bible tells us, husband, love your wives as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for it. I don't endure my relationship with God whatsoever. It's meant to grow. It's meant to enjoy. It's meant to prosper. It's meant to be pleasant. It's, and when, Jenny and I, this coming Wednesday, will be celebrating our anniversary of 20 years. Let me tell you, today, that's right. 20, what do you mean she's an angel? She got all this, okay? Even she laughed. 20 years later, it should be better than it was the day we got married. It should be. (laughs) Let me tell you what happens in relationships is, when we said real problems, real issues, I can't get any real than this. Guys, don't be surprised when you're a jerk and you don't know how to love your wife and you're coming home cranky all the time, and you, you, you don't know how to show her any love and compassion, and all of a sudden, I'm just saying, this is real. You, you can pretend like it's not, but it's real. And they get, they get online, and all of a sudden, some guy says, hey, I saw your profile picture. You look better today than you did when we were in high school. And you can say, well, that's not spiritual and all this, but I tell you, it's human flesh, and all of a sudden, it feels good to have a compliment. How are you doing? It's been a while. I'm doing great. Just things are rough. I'm sorry. Anything I can help. And all of a sudden, something so innocent becomes something else. Because all of a sudden, a need that they had in their life that you should have been feeling all along. Just being loved and accepted and cared for and tenderness and, and, and compassion and everything is being given by an outside source when it should have come from in the home. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys, yeah, marriages are under attack and marriages are struggling. And even within the walls of the church, there are some real issues. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to hit so many issues and and all all these things and and get real with this that I I was talking to some of the guys and I told them some of the things we're going to be preaching on. He said, they said, no, you're not. I said, yes, we are. I'm absolutely going to blow that open. We're going to address each and every one of these things as we go through this. So I'm asking you guys to come in and get real with me. Because I tell you, I, I've got, I'm, the, I'm the dad of a 16-year-old, a, a dad of a 14-year-old, almost, and uh, uh, almost, I mean, he is 13, about to turn 14. And my daughter's about to turn 11, and I promise you, the issues that I'm dealing with, there, there is no radar that goes off, dinging in my ears, saying problems are coming. No, I, I step into things and discover things and deal with problems just like everybody else. 
Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about real issues, but today I, w- I want to talk about real hope. We, we need to understand that through all of this, that there is a reason. There is a reason. Will you guys please listen? There is a reason that families fall apart and marriages fall apart. So if you look in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, I'm going to show you. God called it out and he said, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you why Satan's ripping families apart. I'm going to tell you why marriages are struggling and they're shaking. I'm going to tell you why all of this. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. If you want to highlight something in your Bible out of all those words, and doeth them is a good one. Will liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth the sayings of mine and doeth them not, guaranteed, let me explain how it's going to be, should be likened unto the foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. When the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon the house, and it fell. Oh, it didn't just fall. And great was the fall of it. It came to pass when Jesus ended these sayings, the people were astonished, blown away at his doctrine. For he taught as one having authority. You know why? Because he wrote it. He was the rock. He was the strength. He was the knowledge. He was the truth. And not as the scribes. Let's pray. Father, help us today. Lord, I'm not the only one in here right now, Lord, that wants truth. I'm not the only one in here, Lord, that is saying, Lord, give us a foundation and help us to know what is right and wrong. Lord, help us not to become a statistic. Lord, help us to be able to know what is right and what is wrong, and to do, to do those things. Lord, there's not a doubt that this room is filled with people with knowledge. It's just a matter of us walking out of here and doing it, rather than knowing it. We pray this in your name. Amen. Now, notice this. Jesus was teaching. He draws a comparison. He does that a lot. He was drawing a comparison about a foundation that there's two ways to live. Let me tell you guys, there's two ways to live. There's choices. Everybody in here, you've got a free will. When you walk out of here, you can sit here. You can either go to McDonald's or you can go to Subway. You you have a choice. Can I tell you, in every aspect of our life, we have choices. Every aspect of our life. Yeah, we, we talk about salvation. I do this every Sunday. Or a lot of Sundays, I'll sit there and say, hey, it's the gift of life. God doesn't force a gift. You have the, you have the choice within your heart to say, I believe that. I want to receive that into my life. It is a choice. There's two foundations. There's the rock. I love talking about the rock. This is not a real rock, or Pastor Chris and them could not have carried it out, but it is a rock. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the rock. According to the Bible, we're not, you guys know we're not actually talking about rocks. We're actually talking about truth. We're talking about a foundation. We're talking about something that a rock that God was given the comparison. He said it was there yesterday, and I'll tell you, it's going to be there tomorrow because it's a rock. And I'm going to tell you that that rock is stronger than anything around it. And that's stronger than anything that's going to come its way because it it is the rock. The rock is absolute truth. The rock means it's built upon Christ. The rock is his teaching. The rock is the Bible. The rock is right. The rock is what's best. It's the rock. Every day, I'll tell you, when we come to church and everything, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get everybody to say, come over here, guys. Let's all figure this together. Let's get on the rock. 
Let's, let's put our opinions aside for a minute and let's, let's do what is right because he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. And God's not going to bless sin. God brings us to that. You know, you know why God talks about the rock and he knows so much about it? You know, you know why he wants the family on the rock? Because he, cre- he is the rock. It's stable. He created your family. Nobody in the world can hold your family up greater than Jesus because he is the author, he is the creator, he is the designer of your family. He designed you. He designed those kids. When you're sitting there going, I don't know how to communicate, what's going through their mind, and were you even thinking? The Bible says, any man lacks wisdom, let him ask the God. You know what you do? You come over here and you get on the rock. I'd actually get on the rock, but I'm afraid I'm going to fall off that rock. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. In all thy ways, get on the rock and he will direct thy paths. Then there's another side. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I, I, I like to illustrate. You guys know what the other side was? The other side's messy. The other side is way different than that side. This is the other side. I'm going to need help after the service, by the way. He describes this other side as what most people put their life on. And I know you're sitting there going, well, that's a silly illustration, but not in the eyes of Jesus. He was literally saying, let me explain this. You can put a little pressure on this. It's not going to bend. It's not going to cave. It's not going to fall. But let me tell you, you put a little pressure on this. And yeah, right there, it looks great. And man, we're in love and, and we're just going to live on love and we're, we're going to be happy and, and we're going to have a great marriage, all this other stuff. But then something happens. You put a little pressure on it and everything falls apart. It goes through the storm and all of a sudden everything shifts. It's not stable. It changes constantly. You know what I'm doing? I'm describing feelings right now. It's like... We're going to get married. Why? Because I love him. And, all that. and I'm telling you, you guys should be being married because you love somebody. Okay, I'm not going to. But let me remind you that God is love. Amen. This love doesn't waver. This love doesn't fail. This love doesn't change. This love endures the storm. This is real love. But I tell you, when it is lust, but we mistake it for being love, there's an issue that's coming. Let me tell you, when we don't teach our kids what true love is and the fact that God is love and God is and love is sacrificial. Hey girl, any guy that says that he needs your body to love you, then he does not truly love you. He's infatuated with your body and it's called lust. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you, you'd let me, if, if you love me and all this other stuff, all of a sudden, you know what that is? That's feelings and those feelings change because after he gets what he wants, that's all going to shift and change. But God's love doesn't walk out on us. Solid. It's stable. It's true. It's real. It's everlasting. And I'll tell you, a lot of our marriages, we love like that when we should be loving like this. Feelings of whatever comes and, Daddy, can I do this? I don't know. I feel like it's right. Don't go by your feelings because feelings change. Let me tell you, your feelings could change with a bowl of ice cream. Can I get an amen right there? You have a bad day, you come home, you get you a bowl of ice cream, you put chocolate on that, and if you're blessed enough, you pull out the whipped cream, you put that inside. Is there a Baptist in the house right now? Come on. You guys back me up. You get a spoon, and the last thing you do, listen to me, 
The last thing you do is you turn that thing over and you don't look at the calorie count, okay? That's wicked and evil. It will mess with your head. Don't look at the calorie count. The other thing you don't do, you don't look at the serving size. It is full of lies and deceit. A half a cup of ice cream won't even fit in the palm of my hand. That is of the devil. That is not of God. Pressed down, running over, heaped up. That's what God promised us. You got that right. We're going to have revival in here. If I've got to talk about sander ice cream, we're getting real with this. Don't go by feelings or ice cream. <laughs> that was not in my notes. <laughs> but I tell you, I, what bothers is without absolute truth, morals shift in this world. And all of a sudden, something that was right is not wrong, and maybe it's this, and then we're being politically correct, and what is Hollywood saying, and what is a celebrity saying, and I promise you, don't go by them, because they're not on the rock either. And they're going by all these feelings and emotions and all this other stuff, and their life is shifting all over the place. And they're in and out of trouble because that money didn't make them happy. And I know I say that all the time, but sometimes we're pursuing those things. Man, if I just had that overtime, if I just had that more money, if I just had that new house, if we just had whatever, that stuff is never going to make you happy. It doesn't make them happy. They're all over the place. But there's a danger when we do that which is right in our own eyes. There's a danger when, we, when we're, we're walking through this. It, it gets even worse. It's, it, there's a danger when we're living in this, but we know we need that. Now, now we're getting real with church people. The Bible didn't say, blessed is he that knows these things. He said, blessed is he that doeth these things. Hey guys, we're, we're talking about the rock and versus sand. But let me tell you, that the word of God is what we're talking about. How you raise your kids is not about your opinions and your feelings and everything like that. It's a matter of the world just says, well, you just do what feels good. And I'll tell you, that's not popular and all, all that other stuff. And you're all over the place. But Jesus said, I'm going to tell you how to raise your kids. Amen. And let me tell you, what God does is going to last. It's going to last. And it works. And when you train up a child in the way you should go and you put them on the rock. And all of a sudden, when they're 18, you've, you've instilled things inside of them that stand through the storm. So, so let me put it like this. I'll, I'll break it down in these points this morning. We're talking about foundations here. Because the foundation is everything. Because when the foundation shifts, so does everything on top of it. Do you guys get that? If the foundation shifts and I build my kids and my family and my marriage on something that shifts, everything on top of that is going to shift as well. So here it is. We're talking about real hope. Let me say with real hope, there's a real choice to be made. There's a real choice to be made. I, I, I love how we put it in the Bible that he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, will liken to him a wise man which has built his house upon the rock. And then he said, there's another guy. He built his house upon the sand, and when the winds blew, it fell apart. Every one of, I, I tell you guys today, you walked in here. You know what you walked in here with? A choice. You walk out of here with a choice. Every bit of us in our life, it's not a matter of knowledge. It's a matter of which one am I going to choose? Which one am I going to go after? Which one am I going to follow? It's a choice. God has allowed us, and he said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. You know how you get everything that Jesus has? You've got to follow him. It's not a matter of just knowledge. You've got to follow him. 
You've got to go after the things that he said. His house was the dwelling or the home or the family, the things that you work for, the things that you love. Can I tell you, when he said he built upon it, I was talking about Jordan, Logan, Morgan, and Jenny. What do you trust? Can I tell you, on Sunday morning, when you wake up, this, this is what you have. I can either wake up and let them just sit in front of the TV and watch more Netflix. I can either just let them go back to school and hear about evolution. And, all. and I'm not saying, don't pull your kids out of school. I'm saying, there's a choice in life. You say, hey, Joshua said this. It's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. You know how he opened up that face? He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. It's a choice. Because let me tell you, the choices that you make today with dating right now, if you're, if you're in that stage right now of dating, you choose and say, listen, I'm going to remain pure. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to respect her body. I'm going to date and bring her to church. I'm going to do these things. And I'll tell you what, you're going to have something that's going to last. We get this attitude that, well, church isn't that important, and we like going to those movies that show nudity and all this other stuff. And I mean, I, I, and all of a sudden, we're here, and we get married, and it's shifting all over the place, and we're wondering why. And God just said, well, it's simply like this. I let you have a choice. Every day, every family, before you get down the road, let me tell you, it starts with a choice. Every decision that you make, every direction that you take, every time that you're going to decide to let your kids do something, you either open the word of God and say, that is not right. Honey, I'm going to forgive you because that's the right thing to do. Honey, we're going to go to church because that's the right thing to do. We make a choice. We do that which is right in our own eyes. But can I warn you, don't get over here and have everything falling apart saying, honey, I feel like everything's falling apart. And then sit there and blame God. Don't blame God. There's a choice to be made. We get down that road and everything falls apart. We look back and we start questioning, how did this happen? You know why? Because you reap what you sow. I just planted grass seed. I I had my kids out Friday. We put down all this new dirt and things. And you know what's going to come in my yard? Grass. Well, weeds. Thank you. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Grass. I'm sowing grass. Guys, everything, I, I make a choice of whether I'm going to sow good into their life or bad in their life. I'm, I'm going to church and doing right or not. I'm, I'm going to teach them what's right or not. Every day is a choice, but I'll tell you, consequences follow our choices. There's a real choice to be made. Oh, but I love this one. There's real strength to be found. Now, I, I, I know a lot of us, we get over here and we, we, we get away from God a little bit and we're doing what's right. And I don't think that's really bad. And well, everybody else is doing it. And, you know, I, I, well, she, if she wants this, then she's going to have to come beg me. All, all this ad, attitude and arrogance and things like that. And everything starts falling apart when the storms come. And we got the idea that I've got this. Let me promise you, you don't got this. You don't have it. I don't care what the devil's talking about because I tell you what's going to happen is the storms are going to come. Listen, verse 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto the foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Now let me improvise a little bit. Listen to this. And when the problems come and the stress begins to build up around them and opposition's pushing them over and you get into a heated argument with your spouse over money, or you can put it, the rain's descended. 
But what, what we're, he's describing right now is he said, let me tell you, dude, you might be okay right now, but there's a storm brewing. It's going to come your way. Did you guys notice something that the storms in these passages came to both houses? Did you guys get that? It didn't say, and he built his house upon the rock, and there was no storms or anything to deal with. Both of them endured the storms. You guys know why? Storms are just simply part of life. Say, why am I going through this? Because you're living in this world and storms are part of life. And it's naturally part of life. It's, it's, it's part of life and marriage is part of life and things because this world is cursed. A couple of weeks ago, we preached on this world is cursed. And there's issues. There's going to be times that you go through losing your job. There's going to be times when you find out that your kids were texting things that they shouldn't have been texting. There's going to be times that your kids lie to you about where they went. There's going to be times that you find things on your husband's computer. Oh yeah, it's getting real. There's going to be times that you slam the door and walk out to the car and you storm off and you say, I don't know if I truly can go back. I don't know if I love him anymore. The storms of life and the rain doesn't just come. Listen to this. And the rains descended, descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it, because everything seemed to be okay until the storms came. Great was the fall of it. We drift from God, we get weak, we can't stand by ourselves, and we have a new mindset that it doesn't matter, and it's no big deal, and I'm okay, it's okay right now until the storms come. Because let me tell you, the world is not stronger than the storms. You'll be blown right over. And all of a sudden, you can even be standing right here and say, well, I grew up in church. Great, where are you at right now? I grew up, I remember when, I remember. And a lot of us talk like that. Good for you, where are you standing? I'm not talking about where your mom and dad built their house. I'm not asking you where you're standing right now. I'm asking about what you do right now. And I'm also going to explain to you that this is consistent. Jesus, our God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not asking you to be perfect. But I tell you, the world is, well, I'll go to church now, and I'm tired. And all of a sudden, we're all over the spectrum. And there's no consistency in our life. And then all of a sudden, the storms come, and they beat upon us, and we fall over. And we're wondering why. It's not on the rock. But then the Bible says something happens. In verse 25, look at that. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house. The storms came and all those things happened. Problems, kids, finances, stress, marriage, temptation, all those things came. And it fell not. He said, wow, that's awesome. How? For it was founded upon a rock. The house stood strong. It did not fall apart. Because I can promise you this. I might waver all over the place. And we do. Man, I've been in storms. We, we have a two-story house, and our house, our, our bedroom's at the end of one of the, the ends of the house. And the wind's blowing, and that vinyl siding, literally, I was expecting to find every bit of that in the yard when I got over. Trash cans blown all over, all the stuff in our backyard, whatever, and the storms come. And I'll tell you, it will rattle your cage. It will blow you around, but I tell you, at the end of the day, I'm sitting there on Jesus Christ and everything's okay. Amen. And I might doubt and I might fear, but you know what I do? I just cling to the rock. Because I have something in my mind that I know in all my ways I'm going to acknowledge him. And I know that my God cannot fail. And I know I'm looking around saying things are scary. And God says, just stay right here. Amen. I'll never leave you. 
Stay right here. I'll, I'll make it okay. And you, you realize what you get. And we, we, we're not talking about sand. We're not talking about rocks right now. We're talking about truth. Can I, Daddy, can I tell you right now, when you're sitting, you're scared to death, and you don't know what to do, and you're sitting there on the rock, and all of a sudden, on the rock of the truth, God says, I give you peace in the middle of the storm. And I can't explain it. You've got to taste and see that God is good. It's something internally. It's something when God reaches through the middle of the storm, just like he did when they were out on that storm, and he stood up and he said, peace be still. He commands the seas. He controls the wind. He's stronger than anything that comes into your life. He, he already knows where your kids are. He already knows where they're going. He is above all things. He knows all things. He is the rock of Jehovah. He is the strength. He is the stability. He is my anchor. He is my high tower. He is all of those things that gets me through the storms. But having a knowledge of those things and not standing and not sitting and not resting on him is not going to do you any good. There's something real about being on the rock. There's a peace that comes. I know I've told you guys stories in the past of things like this, but I remember one of those storms where everything was shaken like that. And Morgan walked into our bedroom, and, and, and I, I was half awake anyways, and she, she crawled right in the bed, and I just put my arms around her, and I can feel her heart pounding against my arms as I was hugging her in that storm. But then all of a sudden, it just got slower and slower, and she fell asleep. Can I tell you, the storm was still just as raging outside. It's just she got into a place that could, she could feel the presence of her daddy. And she knew her daddy cares more about her and I would never let a storm or anything else hurt her as long as I could. And I wrapped my arms around her and the presence of her daddy gave her peace in the midst of the storm. So if you're going to stand here on the storm and say, well, I love God and I go to church and I'm still in the storms. Yeah, because you're alive. <laughs> Kids are going to do wrong things. You're going to break down. Problems are going to come. But yeah, where are, you, where are you at? Let me tell you, there's a strength to be found in Jesus Christ. Let me end with this. Take your Bibles, look at, the, look at Matthew chapter 5. When he started this sermon, when he started this, this is, uh, you, you'll look at all the words in red. Look it down through there, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, all through there. There's all these words in red. So I, I want to start at let, let's, uh, chapter 5, verse 3. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to read one word. Just one word. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm, I want to tell you what he's leading up to when he talks about the rock versus the sand. I, I'm going to read you one word. Blessed. Verse 4, blessed. 5, blessed. 6, blessed. 7, blessed. 8, 9, 10, 11. Then we get to 12. Rejoice! You know what the word blessed means? It means happy. It means happy. Happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Happy is the man... There, there, is, there is a joy. Let me tell you, there is a joy that we find in Jesus Christ. There is a joy that we find in knowing that things are going to be okay. And let me tell you, with all the storms coming and everything that happens, if as long as I raise my family on the rock and I lead them to Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what happens because this rock's going to bring me all the way home. And when I say all the way home, I'm not talking about to Canal Winchester. I'm talking all the way to home to heaven. And he said that no matter what happens in this world, behold, the rock has overcome everything in this world. He is the stable strength that we rely on. 
I love this. I'm going to read this for you. Psalms 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me and he heard my cry. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Imagine Jesus. Come on. You tired of that? It's not working, is it? Tired of struggling all the time? How's your pride working with that argument with your wife? Not so good, huh? I've got another way. Humble yourself. Forgiveness. Seek things out. Follow God. Get on the rock. Struggling with your kids? It's not not working well? Here's Jesus right now. You guys see this picture? And he brought me. He heard my cry. He brought me out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. And he established my goings. You know what it means to establish? He made strong. He established my kids. He established my ways. He established my thoughts. He established my fears. Blessed. No, listen, verse 3. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. You know what that is? That's joy. And praise of our God. And many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. You know why it's said in that passage that blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust? You know why? Because right now as we look at this today, it is a choice. You guys get it? It is a choice. Every one of us as men, we decide and say, Lord, I'm going to follow you. Lord, today I will choose that you are going to be my God. I will humble myself before you. Because God chasing the world and chasing money and not, not following the commands of God, it's not working. There's no joy, there's no peace, there's no satisfaction. But let me tell you, every dad, when you kneel at the foot of the cross, every mom, when you kneel at the foot of the cross, every teenager, you said, I'm just distraught. When you kneel at the foot of the cross and say, God, my ways are no longer my ways. I want your ways. I set aside my arrogance and my pride. But I'm sorry for trying to do this by myself. I'm sorry for being in and out and up and down. Lord, I, I, I want to establish my home, my life on you. I want something real. All that did was make a mess out of my family. But Lord, I want you.